Godfrey, welcome back. Good to be here. Yeah, as last time we did this, um, uh, we were we were just audio only, and now we're now we're video. Now people yeah. can see your cool sunglasses. And <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> such a rock star, man! You are such a rocker. I mean, I true, normally, to, the, true to the title. <laughs> I don't normally wear them inside, uh, but I, I broke my regular glasses on the flight coming over i think it's awesome I think so you i should... have to wear these prescription sunglasses inside i got some from target is it some the, these uh what do uh, those what do those look like well should... my wife said i look like an owl with them on put, so you should put them on real quick let's see, uh, let's see. I look she said i look kind of educated you know <laughs> let's see <laughs> which is just not me really but there you go yeah it's yeah no those, yeah no those are very, those are very hipster I'll i stay mean with these <laughs> the sunglasses are cool don't take them off used to them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey so um it's been a year since you've been here yeah and um and 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 a lot a lot's going on but it's just so cool that you're that you're back because i know last time you were here you were like you're trying to kind of like steward your time a little bit more carefully yeah. and and, yeah. and so you've been in like this incredible season for the last for the last year what, what what's it what's it been like yeah well um at the end of uh 18 december 19th of december i became 65 which in the uk i don't know about here in the uk that's retirement age you yeah know, it's pension yeah. age it's and medicare age yeah. here in america yeah. you know? <laughs> right okay free free uh, medical all right yeah oh is that right absolutely oh, free yeah um well we get the nhs in the uk but uh so when i at 65 um you know i'd had a really intense kind of year previously of traveling like uh all over the place, a lot of flying, Canada all over the place uh, with my wife. And um, so she kind of suggested I, I take a break for a while. So for six, the first six months of this year, really, I've kind of taken it a lot easier, a lot, hardly anything really for six months, sort of uh, just cooled right off, you know, and uh, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, I'm not good at doing nothing though, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's so interesting about that is that, so your wife said, Godfrey, you need to take a break and you listen to her. I mean, that, that's an incredible testament <laughs> listen, to your I marriage. I always listen to her. Although I do, she says I do have a face that looks like I'm listening, you know, but uh, and she has to grab my face sometimes and say are you listening <laughs> so when jill said hey God, you should you should rest yeah did, that didn't feel painful to your soul uh, well i was kind of uh, there was a, one of the tours i won't say where but uh, last year uh, was a long like a month where was it flight no, every <laughs> flight every day yeah. jobs and we came back sort of uh, you know out of pocket and everything and, mm. and uh, jill said i think we need to stop doing these long tours and take a break and i kind of agreed and um and so yeah and it's been good it's been good to kind of take it easy um but just uh, about a month or so back 
uh, Jill and myself, we went to our hometown uh, in Lancashire, and uh, there's a hotel there um, that has a sauna that I really love because it's pri like really private and everything. And so I was really looking forward to that. And I went to the swimming pool and saw the sauna uh, had a, a sign on it saying out of service. And I thought, oh man, you know, come to this hotel specially for this sauna. And uh, but, uh, you know, sort of <laughs> being on the grace, not on the law, I kind of uh, <laughs> opened, on. The, opened the door and uh, I thought, well, there's a bit of heat in there. I'll just go in there and have a look. And I went in the outer service sauna and I, I thought I can get this thing going and I put a bit of water on the coals and after a while it got pretty hot you know anyway this guy arrives and opens the door in overalls the maintenance man and he says to me is that hot enough for you I said yeah yeah it's pretty good I thought I was going to be in trouble you know he said is it hot enough I said yeah it's great he said uh, right he said I put a new element in you you'll be fine and he yeah. said I put a new element in you you know, which I thought was a strange thing. And right, then he right, said, right. Uh, and then he said, I'm going to take the outer service off now. <laughs> and it felt like one of those moments where God was speaking to me, you know. It was like, like a prophet. Uh, yeah, you know? the maintenance man, <laughs> like an angel, you know. Like I've put a new element in you, in, in Lancashire, in you, in here. It could have been here, but it sounded to me like in you. I put a new element in you, and I'm going to take the outer service off you now. In other words, it was like the Lord was saying, "Come on now, it rise was like, up again." You know, yeah, it was. It was like a re. That's like a recommissioning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it felt like uh, you know, I put a, a new element in you to go to go for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And maybe not exactly the same. You know, and I'm not going full out traveling and stuff, but but. Uh, but you know, to to uh, you know, it was like the Lord was saying, I'm, you're not out of service. Amen. I mean? <laughs> amen. Amen. Hey, you know, one of the things that's interesting, like when it comes to like leadership and discipleship and that and that conversation, you know, it, oftentimes. Um, uh, so I, I heard this. I heard this recently. Like that, there are different. So I read a book called the leadership pipeline it talks about different levels of leadership. And when it says that, like a level one leader, somebody that just leads himself. They just they execute task, and then a level two is somebody that's leading leaders, and then level three leading leaders who are leading and so on and so forth, right? And so the conference, uh, it was a very heady book. It was too too dense for me. I I tried to read it, but a friend of mine actually was able to contextualize it to like church world, and he's and uh, and this guy's brilliant. And he said, you know, when it comes to worship leaders, to those that are leading people, they tend to be kind of uh, level one. Uh, in their leadership, and that they they tend to approach leading worship um, like j j through the lenses of uh, my task is to worship the Lord, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know. But they don't tend to really be leading leaders. So what I'm wondering is, um, I'm wondering if the, if that is true. And what I'm wondering is if there is a uh, if there's a void of kind of like mentoring up the next generation, like it how leadership like how discipleship looks like when it comes to um uh worship and this kind of thing and and when it comes to you it uh if you've had seasons where you were like actively discipling other w worship leaders and if that was frustrating or if it was rewarding and and, and what that kind of looks like uh for you and maybe you even feel like that sta statement is just a silly kind of statement but i want to kind of throw this out to you as far as you who's who, uh, you're a you're a papa when it comes to I, I would say a general you know you're you're one of my favorite worship leaders you and steve swanson and um and and that 
that thing that God has put in you and kind of what it looks like as far as, you know, being able to deposit that and impart that into the next generation? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one, isn't it? You know, because uh, <laughs> um, I don't think I purposely try to mentor someone as such, although there are one or two guys that would say, that I have done, and maybe from a distance. Okay. And I look at my own situation that, um, do you know, I was like 43 when things started to take off. Wow, wow. Quite old. And uh, I, I think at that time, I felt the Lord was showing me to be an encouragement to the over 40s. Oh, really? Um, and I remember thinking, you know, there's, we can have models. People we, we look at, you know, maybe, you know, as worship leaders and maybe certain people we think, oh, that's cool, you know, I, I, I want to be a Darlene Czech or whatever, not me personally, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But there comes a time where you have to break the model and be a model. And I, I would hate to, to, for someone to be a carbon copy of me. Wow. You know, it's to me, it's really important that as people, we don't become cans of Coke, all the same, pop music, it's the same, tastes the same. For me as a worship leader and, and to encourage other worship leaders in songwriting and in whatever they do in their lives of worship, because, you know, that's what it is. It's about lives of worship. You know, I, I prefer them to be a bottle of wine. Mm i.e. the uniqueness of wine and the uniqueness wine comes from an area you know it has a uniqueness and so we've got a lot of cans of coke that all sound the same wow. but I, I would encourage them don't copy me you may for a while if you want to think mm -hmm. you'd like to be like me but <laughs> most people wouldn't anyway i wouldn't think you know what's that <laughs> it's my angel <laughs> oh my goodness but um i'll let you have that <laughs> Um, but to me, it's important uh, that you, uh, you know, be a model, you know, be, model the uniqueness of who you are, you know, and what you carry uh, rather than a copy of someone else, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. Well, I know, I know this for a fact, you ain't no can of Coke. <laughs> There's no you can liken that to, no pop, other, to no, pop music, you know, or soda music. There's no other, uh, I like a pop music. <laughs> soda music. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, this is, I like Coke, and Coke can be good, you know what I mean? Uh, don't get me wrong, I like a glass of Coke now and again, but I, I really feel, uh, and, and it's fine, you know, and it's fine that a lot of stuff sounds the same. Hold, I don't hold even on, mind on that, that. On that really quick, did we, did we talk about this last time? Did we talk about no, uh, no. that you I don't, don't drink soda pop at restaurants that you don't drink um pop that's no. come out of a machine it has to come in a can did we talk about that last time on the did I? on the podcast i, I don't I, think we did that's a rumor is that if if, if, if i take you to a restaurant and, and we're going to do that here in a little bit <laughs> that if i take you to a restaurant that you're going to request the soda come in the can someone might have said that i don't I might have said that about me. I don't remember saying it to you personally. But yeah, I don't like it when is it comes true? out of a machine. Yeah. If it's got to be Coke, it's got to be real Coke. Better still out of a bottle. 
<laughs> because if it comes out of a machine, even if it has the Coke logo on that's, it, that's like roller cola. You know, that's like <laughs> that's that's kind of. It depends how much syrup they put in it, and often it can be weak. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so we don't need any roller cola. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I remember last year when you came, I, I received an email from one of your friends about how to treat you and, and how to well, make that sure. Would probably be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so now everybody knows if you're going to bring in Godfrey, you know, uh, give them the cans, not not something out of the machine. Um, <laughs> But I don't drink much Coke these days. No, uh, no. You know, uh, but, you know, yeah, write wine songs rather than cans of Coke. That's really good. People get together to write hits and not sometimes. You know, in Nashville and places, let's write a hit. And usually they end up cans of Coke that are very popular and great catchy tunes. Yeah. But release the uniqueness. Let's see here the uniqueness, you know, and the wine. Wine, wine is interesting too because um, from what I understand about wine, so I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I've been I've been studying quite a bit about wine. Right. Um, so my palate wouldn't be developed enough to be able to discern regions and vintages and that kind of thing. But from what I understand, um, that uh, that somebody that does have a developed palate, they can actually taste uh, the trauma that took place within a particular year and be able to place it on the region and the vintage. So the so the, so which is fascinating to me. But the thing that I find very appealing about that is that it's the it's the actual imperfection in in a wine that sets off its its uniqueness mm. so i'm thinking about in a time of pop music or soda music when there's so much done on post-production mm -hmm. to cover up the the blemishes or the yeah. imperfections of Make the artist yeah. and so um uh and and there can be that kind of temptation even in the kingdom to kind mm -hmm. of follow and you could even say that that might even be a little, a little bit worldly you could say mm -hmm. um just having fun with that definition mm -hmm. but that mm -hmm. perhaps there's an invitation to begin to celebrate the blemishes and the imperfection of of the artist and to let that come forward yeah uh, absolutely yeah what, what do you think as far as capturing uh, what kind of performance are you trying to capture when you do a, a recording? Um, are you looking for something that's that's that where the performance is is as unflawed as possible, or or are you okay with with certain blemishes coming through mm. in the in the recording process? Because I know you're you have a high standard of excellence in in your work as an well, artist. If if I was a perfectionist, I don't think I'd have done any albums. I wouldn't have released any. And the first time I did a recording like 20 odd years ago, it was a live recording because I hadn't got enough money to go in a studio and spend all the time. I had to just catch it and sure. that's it. Sure. And so I put this album out, uh, Is This the Beginning, was the first one I did years ago. And uh, it was very raw and you could hear all the people there. You could hear like people, you know, like one person clapping at one point, things like that. You know, old things that you yeah. normally, <laughs> not things you'd edit out. You know, you could hear every you know human noise there. You know, and um, and I, I sent it out. There was one one, one of them. Uh, there was a woman screaming all the way through, going ah, like that all the way through. <laughs> and I I just put it out. And the feedback I got was coming back to me. We love it because it's like we're there wow you know and so i just carried on doing live recordings kind of with with, with kind of very little uh, added to them yeah and uh i remember someone saying they sound amateurish you know and um 
But Somebody you know, said that about your work. It sounds amateurish. The, the recording and the, the, okay. the kind of albums, you know. And do you know? But I, I love the word amateur. You know, uh, when I was a photographer, a press photographer, the, the most boring magazine was Professional Photographer. Wow. But the most exciting magazine was Amateur Photographer. <laughs> you know, and the, you know the word amateur actually comes from a French word which means a lover. Wow. Amateur. Wow. A lover. And so, to me, it's it's good to be an amateur, you know, that we love what we're doing. We're lovers of the Lord and, and, and enjoying loving what we're doing. And being professional, sometimes it becomes so perfect, so slick, so fancy, so perfect, everything's set up, absolutely bang on, you know what I mean? And it can become boring. So, so when I say amateur, I don't mean like a poor standard. You sure. know, I, I like the sound to be right, you know, and I like it right and everything but to make sure we're doing it in love you know that's good that's really good and uh, what um trying to think let's go this um what like when you are what are you enjoying okay i I know because there was two directions do i do go left or right okay um and I keep escape. It keeps escaping me. This 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 one direction I want to go, but I really want to go there. And that would oh yes okay. So for all of us with any sort of ministry or in any sort of place of art, when you find a certain level of success or you find a certain level of resonance within a tribe, and it's kind of, and and so now there's not just resonance, but there's maybe an expectation. Hey, this is godly Godfrey Bertil. This is who he is. This is what he does. And so this is what we're going to expect from him. Um, sometimes that can be great, but sometimes it can be frustrating when you feel like there's more to you than what's being communicated in the present with 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 your art or or, or with, with with the direction that you're going. Um, the question would be: Do you feel empowered to go whatever direction your heart wants to go, or do you feel sometimes feel like a certain amount of pressure? to create a certain kind of art based off of what's been received in a previous season? Okay. Pressure I don't feel. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I look at the, the gathered congregation as the band, and I tend to go with what I'm seeing and maybe push the edge. Of what I'm seeing, yeah. Uh, but I go all kinds of places. I've I've been to uh, quiet Anglican churches, uh, Catholic gatherings, uh, and some of the wildest, crazy things in the UK, like in Wales, like we've done and stuff like that. And uh, so people could see me in a little Anglican church; they'll see a different me. Wow! I kind of work with what I'm seeing. Wow, and uh, you know, and and so I I may go to a little Anglican church and just do hymns. Wow, you know, and then I'll maybe with the wild crazy folk, and and uh, you know I can run with that. You know, sorry, do you feel like you're having to, uh, uh, not having to, but do you feel like it's part of what you like to do is to come into an atmosphere and kind of to discern what's kind of in that atmosphere and serve and serve that atmosphere to, to flow with what what I'm seeing yeah I, I always you know look at the you know I often say to the folks you know you're in the band you've all passed the audition you wow. know, don't look at the band you are the band wow. you know? and so that we're we, we, we're together you know uh, 
I, I think I said last time with the podcast with you, I don't look at myself as a worship leader. I used to do be a worship leader, I think, years ago, you know, and I used yeah. to, I used to uh, lead like a worship team in a church and stuff like that, and I knew how to press all the buttons and all that stuff. I'd learned how to do it. Yeah. But about 10 years ago, I came to a, a different place, and it was like the Lord was showing me, I want you to leave some of the stuff you've learnt, you know, I resolved to know nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I while you. I was with you, except <laughs> Christ and Him crucified, and, and, and things changed, and I think it, what it changed to was to be, become from a worship leader to a proclaimer. So a lot of my songs are proclaiming, proclaiming the good news, and the songs written from this side of the cross, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, and um, so it became different. It, there's worship within that. Like I say, our lives are worship anyway, you know? Amen. And, it, and, and, and our worship is a two-way conversation, I believe, as well. You know, it's, uh, some of my songs I'm singing like Father's singing to us, you know? And so it's, it's two-way. We're listening as we're singing, you know. Um, so, and it, things did change, you know, uh, 10 years or so ago, you know, and, and that kind of uh, ch changed my route in, in a way because people expected me to be this person I used to be, where I used to lead warfare and stuff like that and uh, lots of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and stuff. And suddenly there's joy. In my, in my songs. <laughs> used to do hell know? worship. <laughs> and uh, it was like, uh, you know, what, what's happened? And, and yeah. some people weren't happy with that. And some people might have expected me. We, we, we brought you in to do this weeping, wailing, warfare stuff. And suddenly it's all about, you know, the wine is alive, you know, drink deep. <laughs> you know, hey, have you heard the shocking truth, you know? And uh, suddenly it's, it's all gospel. Yeah. And, uh, good, good news worship. And I'm not saying the other stuff was wrong. I'm not saying I, I have no comment on that, you know. And it was it was part of my adventure at that time. But for me personally, I felt the Lord had brought me to this place to be a proclaimer. Amen. Yeah. And amen. so a lot of my songs are many preachers in a way. You know that they, they have the message. And That's right. The message is. Christ and Him crucified and His resurrection power, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm on fire with, you know, and, and uh, if people say, what are you seeing today? That's all I want to see, you know, that's all I want to sing, you know, I'm not talking about this, that and the other, you know, and a million and one sideshows. I'm central on Christ and Him crucified and on this amazing message of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you know, and that's what I'm on <laughs> That's that's what I'm all about, man. You know? Yeah, it's so it's so good. It's so good. Um, and uh, the other stuff is interesting, but I'm not interested anymore. You know, does it ever to try be... to pop its its head back up? Well, occasionally, you know, my wife Jill, you know, because we work together a lot, she helps writes with me sometimes, you know, and uh, Jill was heavily involved in the whole spiritual mapping, heavy duty intercession stuff, big time, you know, she mm -hmm. was well into that, leading teams all over the UK and stuff like that. Yeah. But we had such a, a, a fresh start, you know, ten, a decade back, you know, um, and, you know, I think we, we could drive into any city. Back in those old days, and we could spot things, you know. We always, oh, look at that, you know, that's a Masonic sign. We'll have to 
deal with that before tonight's meeting, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, we, we, could, we yeah. could spot the demon a mile sure, off, you know sure. what I mean? And what happened, I think, 10 years or so back was that we began to look differently. We began to see differently. Amen, amen. And instead of looking for negative, we'd see positive. Amen. And not only, not only for places, but for people. You know? Wow. Used to be good at being able to spot the problem. Yeah. But now we don't spot the problem we spot the person yeah that's and good. the god potential no matter how far gone they are and that's why i now go in bars and sing the gospel in bars go in psychiatric wards you know i'm not looking for the problem some people want to come to psychiatric wards with me and i think i i i, I, I couldn't allow it because i because i'm sensing they want to do deliverance you know and and uh, and, and do a few shabbats you know what i mean to <laughs> come out kind of thing we should do so much damage wow you know when i right. go in the sight wars and in bars you know i'm not doing deliverance you know i'm I'm singing the love of the father singing the love of jesus yeah you know and, yeah. and that's in itself is the deliverance yeah that's really good yeah that's really good because joy brings so much deliverance yeah when you're when, yeah. when you're paired when your paradigm is completely joyless and all of a sudden you you smile i yeah. mean that's like the fruit of wonderful deliverance getting set free from mm. fear and wh whatever else that happened once in one of the psychiatric wards that i went in there was one ward where they they didn't want me to go in because it had a lot of trouble there'd been a lot of violence and stuff and uh they didn't want me to go in, but they eventually allowed me in. And sure enough, I went in this ward, and and it was it was a scene of chaos. There were people lying on the floor weeping and stuff, and and it was just chaos. And um, I started to sing, just started to sing with my guitar, walking around, just singing, and uh, just the atmosphere changing. Hmm. You know, and those who've been crying suddenly look up, you know, and some start smiling, you know, and just singing. Do you believe what I believe about you? Like father singing to them, you are beautiful, so precious to you're irreplaceable and unique, created for this intimacy. Forever we belong together, and just singing to them with love in your heart, yeah, with that amateur, that amateur sound <laughs> of father's love, yeah. Yeah, I lo I love it. I love it, <laughs> Godfrey. Like uh, when you're out and about. Do you do you listen to music in order to find a certain amount of flourishing within within your within your own soul and and when you're out and about and you can and you can have anything on, on you know and I don't know if you're like a Spotify guy or if you're still if you're into records or cassettes or what but like uh, like <laughs> eight track like I no I'm into vinyl actually I, I like the thing of coming uh, my sons collect vinyl you you're know. into vinyl yeah well I'm not personally but my sons are really into vinyl and yeah. they've got a lot of I guess my question vinyl. is is like what kind of music when right. you like, listen to really makes you come alive really just makes you like enjoy yeah. uh, uh, set and setting and story you know it just makes you feel like yeah I'm I, I'm a human being having this incredible experience on the earth you know thank you Jesus you know yeah do you know when I was a kid? Uh, you know, I think the first record I had was like a, like a, was like pot. You know, what I mean, it was like a vinyl, but it was like hard vinyl. And it was it was Davy Crockett, you know, King of the Wild Frontier. And I played that thing over and over again when I was a little lad, and through my teens and stuff and twenties and stuff, I was like a vinyl addict. Really, I had so I was listening to music all the time. 
and throughout my life, really. Uh, but the last uh, while or so, I don't, the last maybe 20 years or so, I don't really listen to a lot hmm. of music, actually. It's a strange thing. Occasionally I do, or occasionally I'll hear something I like. Uh, I find myself re- revisiting some of the stuff I used to listen to uh, years ago, like my favourite band were the, were the Kinks. And uh, so I find myself listening to some of their stuff again, you yeah, know, and yeah. uh, m- more in, in a sort of like memories way. Oh, I remember that. And I, I, just recently I was listening to um, some of Cat Stevens stuff. You know? Okay, okay. And some really good stuff. There's a song, Oh, Very, Oh, Very Young, What Will You Leave Us This Time, you know, and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, uh, and, and lots, of, lots of the old stuff, really. Um, but I, I'm, I don't listen to a lot, I must admit. I listen to the what? radio, you do? people talking, you know, like oh, you uh, like radio that, like talk radio, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. like Music like political wise, type stuff, or sorry, you listen to like political conversations and stuff yeah, on the radio, radio and, four, and uh, we have talk radio in the UK and uh, L- LBC, you know, which is like phone ins and stuff, and, okay, uh, yeah. What happened? And so, you I like, like silence, yeah. actually. Silence. <laughs> What's that? Tell me more. I Tell me more. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I very rarely listen. It's not weird. I've not thought about that. But I don't listen to a lot of music. I certainly don't listen to worship music. You know. Yeah. Heavens no. <laughs> no. Um, hey, what um, uh, what happens to Godfrey Bertil in his like when when you're like around like R and B or hip hop or that like like different kinds of uh, genres and that kind of thing is there an appreciation for for like for rap for example um i I don't really um i don't really get that you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i appreciate the skill of it sure you know uh, it's not something i'd listen to sure the occasional thing comes through i don't know what it's called though but uh, there was one uh, is it stormzy a guy called Stormzy. Maybe I, I, I'm Maybe not a big. Not I'm not a big. Sure. I mean, he's, he's really massive. <laughs> I, mean, I look like I look like it, but, but he, I look he, gangster. He did a, a song recently. I thought was uh, Stormzy. Yeah, okay. there's a song called "Blinded by Your Blinded by Your Light" or something. Oh wow, okay, really powerful. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and um, yeah, just the odd thing will come through, and I think, oh, that's good, you know, but. But yeah, from being a kind of music addict almost in my youth, wow. now wow. I, I really appreciate silence. You know? Yeah. But I, I love playing music, you know. I love, absolutely love uh, writing and playing it. And if you, could, if you could play music anywhere, the most inspiring kind of serene kind of setting, just you and your guitar, um, what, what, what does that look like? Do you have a favorite place back home where you go just to kind of escape um, with your guitar and write or think or meditate musically? I have my, um, you know, well, you call it an office maybe, you know, and I have a, a big leather chair that I sit in. And again, you know, quietly. Um, it's, it's my place where I just sit there quietly and look out the window over the fields and and uh, and I play there and often you know I read scripture there and I says where I just sit and listen you know to the encouragement of the Lord encourage yourself in the Lord and uh, you know and I'll play my guitar there you know and uh, yeah in that room I have my acoustic guitars and stuff yeah yeah so I guess that would be yeah but I love 
this concept, if you call it a concept, of the congregation being the band, playing with the band. Yeah. I, I love playing with a good band sometimes, though sometimes it's hard work because you need a lot of rehearsal time to get it right. And usually people who aren't musicians just think you can throw anybody together <laughs> and it doesn't really matter. But that that isn't the case. It's a lot of work sometimes, you know. I mean, I was with a band in Ireland recently, though, in Northern Ireland, and they were just brilliant because they'd learnt all the songs beforehand, and it was a, they were just a fantastic band, and they, it, you know, they, there was no one in there overdoing it, if you know what mm. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and so it went really well, but it's not always like that. So a lot of the time, I prefer to just look at the congregation as a band, and we're in this together, sort of, and I'll play with a kick drum and guitar. And uh, which is just facilities to keep us in tune, you know, and yeah. go for it that way, you know. Yeah. In fact, I had a conversation with Steve Swanson when he was here about um, about how how intimate and how interconnected. I mean, it, it music is like the when you make music with somebody, it it really is such an intimate kind of a moment where there can be connection, but um, but oftentimes just be, people aren't approaching music with that kind of maybe appreciation or gravity or, or whatever else, you know, sometimes, yeah, uh, and so I talked to him about this place of going from church to church and having to work with band to band. And if you would rather work with, and even his own philosophy regarding working with uh, professionals in a, in a church setting that, that have a, that don't necessarily have a relationship with Jesus. They're not necessarily like, subscribing to christianity but there is a, an incredible place of honor appreciation gravity towards the art of music and what his own philosophy is, is in coming into different settings and working with people that that are professionals and and so it was really it was a really interesting conversation because mm -hmm. um it, especially uh, in different size cultures and in different venues when it comes to churches sometimes you can get certain levels of excellence depending on the size but also with a larger size venue can come more restriction and maybe even less freedom so you can have so it is it, so i understand why sometimes it's easier just to come in and be like hey i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna do it and then that way i get to create the atmosphere and go wherever you know wherever the lord leads us and that kind of thing um yeah, yeah I, I mean it just really helps if um you know the musicians you're playing with this if they First of all, they can hear, you know, they're listening while they're playing, you know. Uh, but also if they've really learned this stuff before. And you often, you know, I've been some places where, you know, oh, I don't need to hear the songs, I, I can just, you know, I can just follow you, you know. And it, it, it often doesn't work that, you know. And, uh, you know, you sometimes say, oh, there's such and such a person, this, you know, a grade 20 zillion or whatever in, on the keyboard and uh, you know often that can be the worst often the simplest keyboard player can be better you know and, yeah uh, but you know hey that's all a bit technical <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean what do you feel like is the primary role of of, of a musician uh, musician i think really musicians who can hear and are listening and and have that heart where but they don't want to show off on their instrument, you know. They're not playing 50 notes when three would do, you know, and stuff How like that. How many notes per minute can you play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was talking to my kids about it because uh, uh, my kids have been through piano lessons, and so they know how to chord and stuff, and talking about them about playing in a worship setting, this idea that, well, I'm not good enough. 
And what's interesting about good is well, how do you define good? Mm. You know, and I think a lot of times with piano, for example, a lot of people define good on the piano is how many notes per minute you can play. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but really the the role of a musician is to just is to serve the sensitivity, the atmosphere, and the leader, and to not be a distract. I mean, I think mm. if anyone's looking at you mm. on you know mm-hmm. it should be because you've been empowered by the by, by by the leader of that environment for that moment but people should not be watching you the whole time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because that just means that you're probably just so i think you know to be good is to be is to be simple and like you said to really be listening and to supporting and serving and doing just the least amount required in order to create yeah. this this you know it's the old less is more you know yeah absolutely uh, a lot of the time yeah, yeah. 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 Are you recording anything right now? Are you writing? Are you writing stuff right now? Um, no, I mean, there's always. You're always kind of working. For, you know, just on my way here, uh, I, something came to me. You know, and um, what was that, it? What, so came, what, what little, came to you? Uh, what came to me? <laughs> what was it, God? <laughs> well, there was one back in the room I'm staying in, uh, just about the about the echo, about echo, echo, about the the echo of the spirit of god you know awesome uh, so that that's come that's how songs come to me they come in nuggets that i develop you know uh on the way here what was it on the way here i can't remember i've got it though i made and you have like a journal that you're taking notes with, with it's, your, it's or on it? my phone recorder you know i just record it oh great like a sound blah, recorder blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah and uh, and then i'll go and visit it later and and then uh, you know you know work on it one of the things I just appreciate the most about just this conversation is really that place where we started, where we started this conversation of that Jill shared with you, hey, you know, maybe it's time just to just to enjoy just a, a moment of rest. Mm-hmm. Because so many times we were talking about this on the way back from the air, from the airport yesterday. So many times uh, it takes some sort of external intervention or crisis in order to make us lay down. Um, in green pastures so the Lord can restore us, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that any time that we can be our own disruptor or we'll listen, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll listen to our spouse, you know, yeah. I think, I mean, that's such a wonderful place where we can, where we can, where we choose to, Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, we can take a break here and it's not and the whole, and, and Jesus ain't going to get mad at us. You know, yeah. the, the world isn't going to go to hell because we're yeah. going to celebrate a season of Sabbath, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just really appreciate just you guys you know, relaxing a little bit and, and reevaluating and just looking at everything. And, yeah. um, and then also just having the ears to hear and the sense to be like, like, Hey, I put a new element in you, you mm-hmm. know, Hey, why, why not, you know, go for it again for a season. I think uh-huh. that just the freedom to be able to do that, it's very empowering. Yeah. I, I think, um, it, it did me good. It's done me good to kind of, uh, just, uh, take some time aside, you know, um, I think you, you'd probably call it semi-retirement or semi, as you say, yeah, uh, retirement. You know, and um, I'm I'm actually enjoying getting older. Actually, I, are you? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I recommend it. <laughs> what, I mean, it's learning. What is it about uh, old, uh, getting older that that's le- like enjoyable? Well, the, the 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 one negative part. Leonard Cohen said in one of his songs, "I ache where I used to play." You know, and uh, that does happen yeah. to some of us. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I enjoy it. You know, I'm 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 enjoying being being older. Jill and myself, you know, and uh, and with grandkids and everything, it's it's wonderful. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. 
Well, you guys are so cute. I mean, I just appreciate you guys, you know, watching. I, I, I'm sad she wasn't able to come on this on this trip with you. I, I love watching her while you while you lead worship. Oh, she, she works with me. Yeah, she she's she's really in the band. Yeah, she, yeah. Do you know it's a, it's one of the funny things that uh, she doesn't actually what you call sing in tune. Oh, okay. she hasn't got any ear. Okay. Um, uh, but she is the best person to play a song to get a critique on you know oh really one, one because she's honest you know she, uh, but two she can just tell if a song's gonna work so she's know. kind of like your executive producer <laughs> oh i play all my songs to jill you know and she she will say you know if there's something in there that's been sung a million times before in other songs anything like that that need that'll have to go, you know. We don't want to be singing that again, you know. She's she's painfully honest, you know. And I, I recommend to songwriters, you know, have someone to critique your songs, preferably preferably that likes you, you know. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's painful sometimes, you know. I think you know some songs she's ripped apart, you know? and I, I thought maybe she's just in a bad mood, you know. But uh, she's she's right. You know, 99% of the time. There's been one or two occasions where I've kind of overridden, where she's thought it's not worked, you know, and a dangerous thing to do, but, you know. Well, I can tell that she's one of your biggest fans, you know, uh, <laughs> and it's so much fun just watching her and just dance. Usually she's right in the front, right, right, yeah. right, almost in front of you. Well, when she's with me at places, that's where I wanted to be. And, and um, sometimes... You know, I, I'll even, I, I like, I don't like actually being on platform. I like being on the same le- level as the people usually, yeah. you know, and um, and uh, sometimes I'll, I, I'll lean to her and communicate. What do you think? Wow. Where's it going? Where are we going? Wow. Because she can sense that, you know, so she will often advise the song, you know, like to go to, you know, and, uh, or not to, you know, whatever, you know, and uh, which works really well, you know. Because she's very sensitive to what's happening in the room, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's rich. That's amazing. <laughs> well, so appreciate you, Godfrey, and I so appreciate you coming Good back to, to Seattle and, and even diving into some of these uh, conversations with you. You're a you're you're an artist, which I so appreciate. You honor the craft, and yet you also have such grace um, with with people and such a heart to minister to people. And so, um, thank you for just the collection and body of work that you've made. I mean, the earth is 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 far more blessed because of your contribution. Um, musically and just with with even your message i know you also speak don't you don't just sing but just what you've been able to contribute to the body of of christ has been tremendous so thanks for coming to seattle thanks for making time to um to have this conversation i've loved it it's been great yeah awesome love coming here great place and it's gonna be a fun weekend oh yeah we'll just get warmed up (laughs) (laughs) and of course i'll just encourage everybody uh, listening watching to check out the show notes we'll put links to all godfrey's uh stuff and so buy all Godfrey stuff and you'll be blessed absolutely <laughs> all right much love <laughs>podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market and I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed and one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you and if you haven't had a chance to take 
take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.